Welcome back to season two of the Cheap Champ Podcast. I am your host, Malcolm Hall, and we are still the world's only remote podcast, 100% mobile. We shut up shop everywhere, anywhere, and we talk about the cost of doing business. Thank you all for tuning in and coming back. We got a whole packed season for you. New guests, new experiences, and they're going to tell us how much they spend it. But today's guest is an owner of a sock business. Would you care to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Kai. I'm the owner of Sassy Socks. Sassy Socks. Okay, now, what makes your socks so sassy? Because I like socks. Now, I've seen some, I've seen all kinds of socks. You know, I'm cheap, so sometimes I like to get the, the, the cheap socks. And they, you know, they get a little loose. You get hot and the sweat get in them. They just fall down. So what is a sassy sock? A sassy sock is the slogans that come on the socks, the jewels that come on the socks, the pearls that come on the socks. You don't really get that at your ordinary sock shop. So that's what makes my socks sassy. Sassy. Got the jewels <laughs> and everything. Okay. I like it. Sassy socks, you know, because everybody needs socks or your feet going to be funky and smell. But one thing on this podcast, we talk about the cost of doing business and all that. But before, well, tell us a little bit about you. What got you into the sock business? You know, how did you get started with that? It was something in your childhood. What, what got you down the road of selling sassy socks? Well, my Instagram name is Qualify Sassy. That's my personal page. So what made me start selling socks actually was the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want to do what everyone else was doing. I wanted to do something that was unique, different. So I spoke to friends, I talked to them, and I just was like, how's the idea of selling socks? And everybody thought it was dope. And I was in Atlanta, actually, when I bought inventory for a friend's birthday. I wasn't even home in New York. And when I got back, the inventory was there. I was supposed to launch in September. But my friends said, no, do a soft launch. Which, um, September 2020, 2021? 2020. 2020. Okay, got started in the pandemic. Nice. So I started, actually, August um, 13th. It was supposed to be a soft launch, but it turned into a big launch. So as of August 13th, 2020, I haven't not sold socks. So you've been selling socks since the very beginning. Yes. Man. I wish my business did that. My business is barely making it. I sell some every other month. So that means that you really got the sales thing down. Now, would you say attributed to your marketing? Like, do you, you know, I say you use Instagram, um, Sassy yeah. Socks on Instagram. Real quick, everybody, go check out Sassy Socks on Instagram. Right down on the ticker. Check out Sassy Socks and um, go check out the page and check out some of the socks. But as far as your marketing goes, mm-hmm. what do you do to get those sales? Because there's a lot of competition out there. That's why my business is called Sassy Socks because I don't have socks that people have. Mm. Um, I, the socks have a whole bunch of different slogans. Uh, they it, Some have jewels, some have the pearls, some are cozy. I have lace booties for women. I have things for kids. So my marketing, I try to work around everyone, women, men, and kids. And as much as I post and as much as they see them, they're interested and they buy it. Nice. Okay. So you just post and 
anybody because you know a lot of people have target markets you yeah. know some people can only sell to you know some people don't sell to adults and kids they sell to adults right. or they sell to women so you pretty much sell to everybody right that's why it's sassy socks so you're not just gonna come and it's just stuff for women because you might come and do something for your men or your kids right so i try to have everything for everybody your grandmother your grandfather okay so anybody can wear your socks. Now, do you make these socks yourself? Are you outsourcing them or, you so know? in the summertime, I do make socks. Okay. But I don't do the slogans. I do more of brooches on socks to make the sock pop. You mean the brooch like grandma used to wear at the yes. job? You know, had a little, bro- little, little pendant right here. Yes. Okay. So you know that everything is coming back. So some of the socks that I did this summer had scissors and a comb for the barbers and the beauticians. Mm. I had safety pins in some of them for the fashionistas. I also had different chains and they came in black. That way the brooch can pop. So you gotta wear shorts for these socks to yeah, be seen. So, so these are these are seasonal. Okay, so these are seasonal socks. Okay, so right now at this current time it is cold. So what kind of socks do you have for the winter because a lot of people cover up their you know their socks with their pants in the winter time so how does that work does the sale slow down or um the sale slows down around the holidays but any other time before that the socks were going great um the slogans on the socks are very very like just different out of this world. What are some of the slogans? Give us give us three of your popular slogans. Some of the slogans that sell the most. Your life is a joke. Your life is a joke. Uh, I have socks that say, oh my God. I also have socks that say like pow and wow. So people like the comic look of it. Oh, the cup out for your pop, you need right. fighting and stuff like that. You had a cow and boom, like Batman. Batman in the 70s used to be out the Kung Pao. All right. I like Kung Pao chicken. It's good. No, oh, okay. So you got the Kung Pao socks. You got the, your life is a joke. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Um, do you have the furry socks? Because I know a lot of people like those furry socks. No, actually a lot of people don't ask for those. They don't ask for no. those. And they don't even care if it's like a slogan and they wear jeans because a lot of people love socks. So mm. Some people have fetishes for socks. So they wouldn't even care if you could see the slogan or not as long as they know the slogan is there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, when you got started, you say you went down and got your first, uh, your first, uh, first inventory of socks in Atlanta. What was that like? Was it was it hard to try to figure out? Because I know a lot of times a business owner inventory is rough. You don't know how much you need. You want to buy too much. You don't want to buy too little. So how was it starting managing your inventory at the beginning and managing inventory now? Managing inventory in the beginning to me was a breeze. Because I knew what I was looking for. I didn't go in blindsided. I knew that if I liked it, they would like it. So I just ordered inventory. And when I got home, I made it work. Now, with the inventory, you also got shipping. Right. How's your shipping? Do you ship everything or do you have a shipping company? So being that the socks are $10. I ship for free. Oh, free shipping. Yes. Free shipping. That's because rare. They think 
some people rather think that um, $10 is a lot for socks. So what I do is just ship it for free. And and each uh, a pair of socks is ten dollars. Yes. Okay. And when you um when you're getting your sock inventory together, how do you know what to keep track? How do you keep track of what's selling and what's not? I mean, do you just some people I don't know you have a piece of paper? You have some software because like because I sell t-shirts for example, and I know inventory is hard for me sometimes because I have different colors, different stuff, and I sell out. If I don't keep track, I won't know. Right. Because I got. You know, like uh, I'm not sure if socks come in different sizes, but T-shirts you got small, medium, large, and then you know you got different colors. So sometimes it's hard for me to keep track of the inventory. So what what, what are some things you do in keeping track of inventory? Because I've I've sold out of stuff, been asked for stuff, didn't have it, and then I have too much of some yeah. stuff and I can't sell it. Yeah. So it, inventory's always been hard for me. So with inventory, I just I don't write stuff down. I I know what goes and what don't memory wise. I look at my orders. I know what to get again and what not to get again. And with socks, there's no sides really. So it's not really much of keeping track because I don't order a whole bunch of one, like one pair of socks. I wouldn't order 15 of them. Mm -hmm. my minimum would be eight so each sock that I thought was hot or had great sales I will order ten of those then the ones that didn't do so great I will order six okay so that's how I keep up my inventory and with your with sassy socks do you plan to take it to a you know grow into a bigger business and hire employees at some point or is just something you you just want to keep it you know where you're at for now I would like to keep it where I'm at only because I'm not really trustworthy of people. I don't know who to trust to help me run a business. So I can't just say yes at this moment, but maybe in the future, I would love employees because I definitely want Sassy Stocks to be bigger. I want to do pop-up shops at the States. Pop-up shops. You mentioned, um, I mentioned you, you said you do pop-up shops. How do, how do pop-up shops, how, how do, do they help? Or, because I've done a pop-up shop. Um, now, everything was provided for me. But one thing I know now is, like, sometimes they'll charge you for a space, and you got to bring your own stuff, like a table and have all that stuff set up. Right. Compared to everybody else, I look like I just started yesterday because they had the banners. They had all, it was, the aesthetics were very nice. Okay. I didn't have as many aesthetics. So I noticed that people are gravitating to people with the tablecloths and all that good stuff. So, you know, when you go to a pop-up shop, you got to have your stuff together. I did not. So how's it, how's the experiences with pop-up shops been for you? So I went to pop-up shops before. So I, me starting my business, I knew what to do, if that makes sense. I knew I needed a banner. I knew I needed a tablecloth. I knew I needed some sock stands. I knew I needed business cards. I knew I needed a business holder. It was things that I knew already from visiting pop-up shops, especially with my god brother. So that part was easy to me. I made my own logo. I got it together. After a while, which in 2021, I just revamped the logo. But um, yeah, pop-up shops are definitely the wave. The network part is great. But people have to remember pop-up shops are like going to the casino. It's a gamble. 
You don't know if you're going to win or if you're going to lose. But the good part about it, again, is the networking. The networking is out of this world because you get to meet different people. The music be great. And, you know, you gain new followers and new customers. So why not? Mm. It's not always about the money. Right. You got exactly. It's uh, sometimes about networking. Right. Because, you know, that person you meet might turn into... Hey, I need to order 50 socks in six months. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's not all, and I've learned the same thing. It's not always about the immediate sale. Sometimes it comes later. Relationships. You got to have, the number one thing that you need to sell is a relationship. Because you don't have a relationship, who are you selling to? Nobody. And a positive attitude. And a positive, customer service. Customer service is very important. I'm big on customer service. I feel like customer service has gone downhill since the pandemic. You know, they have less people. And I get everybody stressed, but. You know, there's still a standard for customer service. There's always been a standard. You know, in the restaurant, just ask me how I'm doing. You okay? You know, come check on me. But now I feel like since they're raising minimum wage, they're hiring less people. So they're not, customer service is really declining. Um, What would you say one of the biggest costs of your business? Is it like shipping costs, buying the socks, or, you know, uh, like me, I got to pay a lot of, uh, I have a financial literacy company, www.stressmoneyless.com. Um, I have a financial, financial literacy company. I have to pay for a lot of software. So software is my biggest expense. You know, I don't have anything physical that I'm selling. So right. what would you say one of the biggest expenses of your business? Well, when I, uh, the biggest thing about my business is shipping, not shipping with the regular socks that I have that I told you that were $10. I also sell inspired socks like Gucci and stuff like that. So the vendors that I use from there, their shipping is out of this world. The package can be $200, and by the time I'm finished, it's three twenty-six. dollars mm. So, yeah. Are you shipping? Because uh, I know shipping, it gets funny because of the weights. Mm-hmm. So, once you get over a certain weight, shipping cost changes. Um, I was trying to ship flat rate, but I realized once flat rate is only for a certain weight. Once you yes. get over the weight, flat rate doesn't apply. Now you got to pay the weight. Yes. So I realized that cost shipping two shirts is cheaper than one shirt. Shipping an extra large, I mean, a triple X shirt, because, you know, I had a lot of customers in Florida, like 3X, 4X. Those shirts are heavy. Mm-hmm. That's the same price as one shirt. Plus, I had to pay more money because it's a 3X. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn, I'm losing money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to either raise your prices or figure out how yes. to pass. You got to do yes. something, but yes. you can't lose it. I'm not in business with UPS. I'm not in business with UPS, USPS. Yeah. So really getting a handle on those shipping costs is hard. How did you get a handle on your shipping costs? I still don't got a handle on my shipping costs. Hey, nothing wrong with honesty. Neither do I. <laughs> shipping. I still, especially dealing with those vendors because they're like overseas vendors. So that is like, I don't have a handle on it. Yeah, ship- I'm not going to lie to the people. It's nothing because, you know, as business owners and entrepreneurs, shipping is huge. Shipping, if you're not paying shipping, you're probably paying storage. Yes. Or shipping and storage. That's got to, you know, and that can't eat up all the cost of what you're doing. So you got to sit down and do the math. Okay, I got to pay this. I got to pay that. What can I do to still turn a profit? So I I definitely understand the whole shipping cost and whatnot. Um, Designing. Do you design the shirt? You said you design the socks yourself? Yes, only only seasonal because those are they give you more of a pop in the summer with the brooch you could be fancy i don't do those kind of socks for men though it will be more for kids than women <laughs> so the socks for men are 
always not the same design, but they're always just men's socks with no extra stuff. Okay. So men's socks, you just keep just, it basic. Just keep it basic. Yes. And the kid and the woman, I add little trinkets to it to make it really cute. And in the winter, the kids have like knee high bowls socks so they can wear those with their uniform their cute little skirts other black uh business owner clothing because there's a lot of dope black business owners out there the pandemic went good the pandemic went good hey a lot of business owners came out through the pandemic people don't understand when some times are hard somebody's gonna win that's going like even when there's a recession millionaires are made so it's all no matter whatever the conditions somebody's gonna win when it snows that's the best time for me. When it's hot, it's the best time for somebody else. So yes. it's when is the time? Yes. And you got to figure that out for yourself. It's always going to be a time to go because some people lost their job in the pandemic. You know what? I got six months. I got this unemployment money. Might as well start a business because right. now you can sustain for these six months on unemployment and not have to worry about paying rent because right. the hardest part about running a business is trying to run a business and keep that job. So you can still keep everything paid for. Because yeah. you can't just quit the job first year. Some people can, but most can't. Most people can't sustain off of their business the first year. And no. pay rent and keep on going. Like, Because if you do do that, you're going to need to hire some folks. Because yeah. you can only do so much by yourself. And that's why I wanted to have a business that was unique. That's why I came up with the idea to sell socks for women, men, and kids. But now January 14th, I will be releasing something else under Sassy Socks. I won't make an announcement until the boys rock. Okay. January 14th. Look out for an announcement. It's going to be on Instagram? Yes, it will be on Instagram. I'm going to give you a little hint only because this is my first podcast. So it's going to be jackets and coats for little boys. I will not be in the girl audience because a lot of people branch to little girl audiences you can still get the dope socks i have for you little girls but i feel like there's not enough um for the boys you go to the boys section it's very you know tiny girl section is just all over the place so mm, going after that target market yes. and that you know I, I find that um as a, a lot of successful businesses they go for a small a market that doesn't have anything. It's like, well, I see nobody's selling to you, so let me go ahead and get in this space and go ahead and, and make it happen. Because you, you're right, there are not a lot of stuff for little boys and whatnot. And, you know, because little girls, you can always find pink and purple and all these nice colors, but little boys is kind of black, blue, and gray. That's right. And that's it. So that's why I'm going to push to the boy audience. I know I said I wasn't going to say anything, but now y'all know what it is. So... Look out. I'm telling you, it's going to be fire. Fire. And then, of course, you know, as uh, selling apparel, you're already planning for the spring. Because winter is spring. Spring is winter. Because yeah. in the spring, you better be getting winter together. In yeah. the winter, you better be getting spring together. Because yeah. you can't get spring in the spring. You can get sprung. And it's not going to work out for you. So I learned that the hard way. I tried to sell hoodies one year. You got to get them hoodies in the summertime because yes. the prices go up. Yes. The prices go up and everybody else in the competition is there. Mm-hmm. Everybody's selling them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm, I got to get this stuff early. Otherwise, I'm always going to be behind trying to figure this out and try to sell. So 
it's, it's selling apparel is tough. I, I I commend you, and I definitely respect what you're doing in your business selling socks, sassy socks at that, because apparel is hard. The shipping, really mastering shipping. People have they hire departments to master the yes. shipping. But yes. as you get bigger, you can get those, you know, get that big account with FedEx. Yes. And you know, I work for companies because you know I'm an accountant. I, I work for companies, FedEx and, and UPS, they get hundreds of thousands of dollars for some yeah. companies because they have to ship every single day. You have to ship. If you don't ship your product, you can't make no money. So that's just the way it goes. But before we wrap up this year, on season two, wrap up this episode, we I want to ask all my all my guests, all my business owners, what do you see your business doing in the future? How do you see yourself going? What is the ultimate goal for Sassy Socks? Do, Sassy, do you see Sassy Socks with a, a banner down in Times Square? Do you see Sassy Socks with a tall building? Or where do you see, see Sassy, Sassy Socks, Socks in five years? I see Sassy Socks with her own sock studio. I see Sassy Socks with a billboard on 42nd Street. I see Sassy Socks growing global. I see more adventures for Sassy Socks far as pop-up shop-wise because I'm definitely going to check out other states for them. And that's it. So that's what we have. We just documented and we have Sassy Socks speaking what they're going to do into existence. A billboard, a building, more pop-up shops. That's what we want to do. We want to bring our guests on and speak things into existence. Season two is all about speaking things into existence. And for me, Cheap Not Broke, for Cheap Champ Podcast, we just want to sell some t-shirts every month and we want to get more listeners and help more entrepreneurs get their first experience on podcasts and also learn about the cost of doing business because this podcast is remote because we don't have to pay nothing. I don't have to pay no studio fee. I'm going to be somewhere else next week. So, um... Would you like to give any last words or any marketing or what, what, what would you like to close out with the guests with from this episode well, from again, Sassy Socks? You can Socks. find me on Instagram, underscore Sassy, underscore Socks. I would like to tell you thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it, even though I was a little nervous, but thank you. Hey, nothing to be nervous about. We all start somewhere. And you know what? When you're speaking in front of that, when you do your TED Talk in front of everybody, how you made sassy socks and changed business for boys and have have all these different types of jackets for little boys out there, hey, I guarantee you won't be nervous at that time. So (laughs) thank you all for tuning in. Season two of the Cheap Champ Podcast. We're going strong. More cities, more remote locations, and we're going to find out more cost of doing business. Until next week, take care. And remember, www.stressmoneyless.com and go to www.cheapnotbroke.com and subscribe on YouTube. Thank you, and we will see you next week. Pop-up shop.